Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger. I hear a dog barking in the distance. That means it's time for advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this episode, uh, I have uh, an old friend of mine, a good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Dana Gould, who um, you know from stage and screen and uh, so many writing things. It's always, it's always the weirdest in like, uh, introducing friends when I know. you're like, well, do they know this person? I mean, they know you, but... Um, uh, I hope sure you're cool have- that I brought my dog. Yeah. Okay. It's weird you let, just let it run wild in the streets. <laughs> just let him out. Just let him. That's the L.A. style. Just let him run feral and wild. We had that in my hometown, my dog Coco. Uh, would uh, it was just it was just I live in a little town. Mm-hmm. We just let it, like I'd be riding my bike in the afternoon by the lake, and I'd just see my dog running around. Sure, yeah, yeah, doing its own, th- having yeah, its own day. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah. got a full calendar. I can't yeah. talk. <laughs> okay. Hey, Dana, you know, we'll talk later. Yeah. Hey, let's, let's catch up. I'm gonna let's, chase let's a squirrel talk. over by the fire department. Let's not talk. Let's just wave. Let's just wave right now. <laughs> Uh, I, I grew up with just roaming pit bulls and, and uh, yeah. Doberman pinchers. Yeah, which I was always like, what is this? And I remember like, as a child, you're you're scared, but you're like, well, what's really going to happen? Like, you're going to yeah. die. Yeah, and I remember just, just uh, making no, it over my fence. Uh, this is up in Portland? In Northeast Portland. Northeast oh, Portland just... was a lot more nutso uh, back then uh, than it is now. It's kind okay. of like... You know, I feel like you would get like a a house back then for a handful of change, and so all these right, people. Right, like, right, right. And when when you have kind of these these fringe element folks that like own their own home, and it's my property, and yeah, they just have yeah. like ten guns and five dogs. My and, sister was like that. She would only get a dog that was considered a weapon. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, with the two doors down from us, I remember vividly a porch full of kids and me walking by and going, "Hey!" and the dog charging Whoa. me, and the mother having that look of like, like I almost got it. That look yeah. like when someone spills a drink on you, like, oh, I'm so sorry. But it's because her, her pit bull is going to kill you. Oh, God. I got away. But, um, yeah, fortunately. Fortunately. Yeah. Um, but I'm so glad you could finally uh, come on and, uh, and, and, and enjoy my podcast because I've been on yours a couple times and it's always a good time. <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I'm grateful. It's, it's I'm fun. grateful to be here and I'm grateful that you lower yourself to do mine. <laughs> we all lower each other for, e- for exactly. each other. Yeah. Or lower ourselves for each other. We all lower. That's my, that's my catchphrase. We all lower each other. Uh-huh. There. Yeah. Just. Leave it there. Um, but uh, without further ado, uh, Amanda has, uh, has chosen some, some, some winners. Uh, I don't know if you know, <laughs> I, I never know what we're going to hear, which is great. So yeah. she'll have some that are pertinent to you and me, maybe just to you, who knows. Um, and, al- and already the, the, the weight of responsibility is settling on my shoulders. Yeah, I mean, really. This is genuine advice. Really take it seriously because it's called advice from a dipshit, mm-hmm. Dana. It's going to be fine. This is not... I am. I am not Doctor Drew. I. I am not right. actually. Every yeah. same answer for everything. Why don't you kill yourself? We already had Calcanine on. <laughs> so no, he actually. He actually. He wasn't. He was. Per, he was perfect. He, Just kill yourself. He, he was very thoughtful. But there's one. Can't find parking. I might feel, as well kill yourself. I feel like I'm like. Uh, let's work this out. And Kyle was like. Uh, he's just a guy who said he he hated being around people, but he he was lonely or something like that. And Kyle's like, <laughs> yeah. maybe you're an asshole, man. Like, and it was just this kind of like, yeah. And it's funny. I remember my parents. Uh, my parents went uh, were they're retired teachers, but when they were teaching at. Um, at a school, how was it like a, a junior high together when they were kind of first starting out? This, these parents came in and they had a colleague who was just kind of like, you know, the 70s. So he'd be like, oh, 
I'm pretty hungover. Hey kids, let's 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 yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, but he was real. And he he had like a, a, <laughs> a couple parents come in and they were talking, they're like, you know, we've tried everything and what do you what he he just don't, won't listen to reason and he just throws tantrums. What do you think? And he and he said he said, my parents quote this guy all the time. He's like, Yeah, well, um, uh, I've looked at it a lot and you your son's a jerk. He's <laughs> just a jerk. And as long as he keeps choosing to be a jerk, he's gonna be a jerk. And they're like, Well, but that's no answer. But like, but that is it. That's the answer. You know, yeah. like he's he's mincing his words. He wants to say, "Your son's a fucking asshole." That's it. There's nothing to it. It's no music he's listening to or books he's reading. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just love that Kyle was like, "Well, maybe you're an asshole." Like, yeah. I'm just like no, he, no, he said it confidently. He did say. Yeah. Yeah. He said it confidently. Yeah, you're right. He did say confidently. You sound like an asshole. Maybe you know it was the look he gave me of like, "Is this okay that I say this?" Because I'm gonna say this. Yeah, it's amazing. But anyway, let's let's hear the first call. Hey, Matt. Uh, just made the decision to stop working um, full-time as a pharmacist for the rest of my life. Um, got that all kind of lined up. going to be a lot of work, et cetera. But uh, just kind of wondering uh, where you would start if you were in my position, looking for some type of blue-collar gig um, or maybe elsewhere to kind of just you know, get the fulfillment you want, but without all the stress and baloney. Um, so, yeah, thanks very much. I'm super glad they cured your hepatitis. Bye. Um, I'd say break bad. Start selling the other drugs. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah you can stay a pharmacist. <laughs> just just, just for the dark for the side of the world. Yeah. Let your lightsaber turn from green to red. Um. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. So what we, this guy basically is a was a full time pharmacist, right? And now he didn't he, say his age, and he didn't say what he wanted to do, right? I don't want to give advice that's unattainable, but mm-hmm. my suggestion right out of the gate: werewolf. Yep, sure, <laughs> become a werewolf. <laughs> no, he he's but he's living our nightmare of having to start over. Yes, that's my. I can I have no skills. No, yeah. I mean, I I feel like. You, but but I will say this to just detective this one up a little bit. He does sound very young. He's young and clearly smart. He's mm-hmm. he's a, he's a he's a pharmacist. You'd have to find out what you want to do. Yeah, I would look for businesses where you can franchise. Okay, you know where you can be your own boss. I, that might be you know get into it right away. What would be an example? Of uh, my brother is a home inspector. Okay, where he you know you're on. I mean, you work for a company, yes. but you're on your own a lot. Right. And, you know, you're just kind of out in the field. It's a blue-collar gig. You're out in the field. Mm-hmm. You're not got some guy with a pocket protector looking over your shoulder all the time. Right. you got to learn about moisture barriers, but you can do... You're a pharmacist. You certainly are smart. Wow. Yeah, that's a great idea. I, I knew a comic People are always going to need homes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I knew a comic who did that, uh, and it was kind of just this thing. He would just kind of contract himself out and mm-hmm. uh, strung together enough gigs to pay the rent. That's great. And would do comedy. I think more to the point, though, this guy has to figure out what he wants to do. Uh, mm-hmm. I think in terms of starting over, we tend to define ourselves by our professions, and now more than ever, this is, this is less and less and less about that. Uh, the idea of like right. being at a cocktail party, being like, "So, what do you do?" It's a very, well, uh, it was a very fellow man, yeah, it was fellow a, breadwinner. It was a very twentieth-century you know? American, yes, social uh, application because. Mm-hmm. And now I don't want anyone at parties to. How do I, you make money? Right, exactly. precious, <laughs> precious money. <laughs> yes. How, how do you feed your babies? Yeah, it's it's it. Though I don't want to go full swing the other way and have people at parties be like, so what are your dreams? Like, no. <laughs> yeah. It's too much. Who's but, your favorite hobbit? 
<laughs> I'd rather that question. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think this guy just needs to figure out, you, sir, the listener, uh, you have to figure out what you want to do. And I think in the meantime, uh, since you're thinking practically, which is which is good, uh, Home Inspector or uh, yeah. other franchise. Smash up Derby again. <laughs> Yeah. I, I went to I went to a um uh almost said big wheel trucks monster truck rally with a mm-hmm. bunch of bunch of folks and all families just excited to see a bunch of Machines guys and gals without other. kids. Well no see us like actually having some beers. They were like, Hey, oh, look at oh, this. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not, people without kids too. This is fun. Yeah, they look at you like when you see a deer in your lawn. Mm-hmm. Like look at that. Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that helps you, and good luck, man. And I'm glad you left a job which you seem to hate. Yeah, clearly. Mm-hmm. I don't see how that would be something you would hate. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know the ins and the outs of it. I, I knew someone that dated a pharmacist once, but that's the most I've come in contact with the lifestyle or how it yeah. works. Well, everybody you deal with ne- is not well. <laughs> sure, and things have not <laughs> so been So it's just like comedy. Time. Right. What's- <laughs> What was that Brian Regan bit about working in the lost luggage section of the airport? Let me guess. You're furious. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Such a good joke. <laughs> Everyone you meet. Okay, let's hear the next one. I am a 42-year-old woman um, trying to date again. And it sucks. <laughs> because men of my age have more baggage than a Kardashian. Um and then the young boys that <laughs> seem to like me are young boys. And what am I going to do with them? Do you have any advice to find somebody, you know, at 42 <laughs> that's not 12? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Awesome. This is a good one. Thanks for calling. Dana, take it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I found someone at, uh, well, I guess I was 52. Uh, I was divo- I, I was divorced. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I hadn't been alone all that time. Sure. Uh, and I've never been on an app. I, I, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I, so I can't speak to those, whether they're good or not. I saw Tinder once on someone's phone and it horrified me. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like the combination of getting laid and getting a new eyeglass prescription. It's yeah. like, better, worse, better, worse, better, mm-hmm. worse, better, worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I would say is live your life, but make an effort to go to places mm-hmm. where the kind of person you would like to be with would be. Yeah. It's a really you know? good answer. And... And then you just have to be open. I that's the the best advice I can tell you. I don't mm-hmm. really I, uh, against. And um, I ended up dating someone who uh, I've known for for about twenty years. Right. So I kind of I kind of cheated. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's. I mean, it's, I think she she nailed it when she said it sucks because uh, you know from from what I understand, it's I have been with someone now for like you know, six years, but it's been this on and off. And the longest I've been single in that period technically was like eight months. And that was a terrible time. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know, it, men it, at uh, their best. Yes. <laughs> and, and you know, I mean her, it, it is, it, it, it does, uh, you know, bear repeating that she is a woman, that this is a hard thing for a woman who is, who is her age, which is ridiculous that 42 is still a vibrant young age in my mind for, yeah. you know, you know, I, I think she, she makes a good point. I think that does help answer the question in terms of just, you know, get Two out there. Two birds with one stone. But, would you like to, would you like to date 
a part-time pharmacist. Hey. Hang on a minute. <laughs> but he sounds like a little boy, oh, according yeah. to her. According to her definition. Mm. Uh, but it does, it does suck. And it doesn't help to, I mean, it doesn't hurt, excuse me, to say that kind of thing out loud to yourself sometimes when you're in those moments where you're like, this really fucking sucks. Like, just say it out loud to your, your house or your apartment. Because <laughs> that would help me. And it was just, yeah. you would actualize it. And then you're like, ah, I had that moment. Now let's, mm-hmm. let's go to that art gallery opening or wherever I'm going, you know, yep. to meet other people. And I think it is just kind of, you just kind of got to get out there and mingle. My only experience with uh, Tinder was I signed up and I didn't want to link my Facebook account because it was like my, I'm a comedian account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't want that, even though it should have been what I did. What I did do was start another Facebook account and added no friends. So, <laughs> so any woman look that looked like- at it was like, oh, this is a sociopath. <laughs> like, and he's not even hiding it. So, Smiles are for the weak. Yes, bad. Um, oh, man. So it does. Listen, th- thank you so much for calling. It does suck, but I think it, uh, Dana's advice is, is and, really and, concrete. And, well, his, and this is another thing. I, I will add this. I had given up. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm done. Right. I had a long marriage, a great marriage. I have three beautiful children. I love my job. Uh, and uh, I dated some people, and I was like, yeah, it didn't work. But you know what? I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Yeah. And the minute I decided that, I put out that smell. <laughs> and yeah. this, and then the same, oh, he doesn't want it anymore. All right. Uh-huh. And then they all show up. Like It's uh, your Vincent Price joke. <laughs> it really is. That joke, if you, if you guys don't know it, what is that joke called? <laughs> I think it's called In Praise of Vincent Price. In Praise of Vincent Price. Look that up on Spotify, everybody. Yeah. Uh, or the cool Apple Vincent Music. Price and then the and panicky is, Vincent it is Price. Ju- well, and it's, it's you doing it. I can't understand why you're sitting here by yourself. Don't talk to any of the paintings. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. His, his bit is if you're taken, if you're if you're if, if you're if you're with someone, you come in there. You're like Dean Martin, right? yeah. Hello. And, it, and <laughs> she's hot for the Preister. That's yeah. what I remember for the- yes. And if you're if you're if if you're single, you're like Vincent Price coming out of the root cellar. And <laughs> yeah, it really that's, is that's, you remember better than yeah. I do. And you're like I couldn't help but notice you. Don't you look <laughs> yeah. away or whatever. Yeah. Look, look at my face. Look at me. Look at my face. They did this to me. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yes. they did this to me. They did this to my face. That's right. I remember it now. Because you feel so horrible, and it yeah. self perpetuates. So I, it is. And it's uh, this all, sounds so new age. It's all confidence. But as it's all confidence. If you dig the shit out of yourself, people are gonna dig the shit out of you. Yeah. I will always think of the 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 fattest kid with the the little boy with tits that just jumped and swimmed around in the pool and was like, "What's up, dudes?" And it was like, "Fuck, that guy's awesome." Mm-hmm. He doesn't have anything. He doesn't yeah. care that his gut is hanging, no. walking around. You know, yeah. it's all fast forward. That's how he got notorious. Big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. It's all about closing. It's, it's, always, it's, it's all about confidence. It is. It is. It really is. It really is. Everybody wants someone who just thinks they are great. Well, we were way. talking about this. You know, when I go to the pitch a show, I always have these three-dimensional chess games uh-huh. of labyrinthian stories and backstories. And then somebody went in a couple years ago, the devil, and he's a cop. Yeah, and that soul was up for two years. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I would never gall to if, pitch that. In if a room. you ever went into the improv scene in Chicago, Doctor Refrigerator. It, 
Thank you. Here's where you send my check. Uh, uh, like they were all about play the height of your intelligence. If you auditioned for Second City Tour Co. and stuff, yeah. and I remember going in there and just doing the smartest character, and I got a call back, and like I didn't, it didn't go all the way, but it was like I would just obsess. And but then I, I someone told me that. Chris Farley, when he auditioned, like walked in and was like doing this character and excuse me, and he tripped and just crushed a table and they killed so hard that they just signed him up. And not that he wasn't funny, yeah, but, but it's yeah. just like, no, it can just, just be something just like that, that you're just like, like that person. Yeah. I dig that person. Yeah. You know, so you just want to find a way to be that person in your own mind and heart and then someone else will, will see you the yep. same way. God willing. God willing. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Cisco. Some things your small business simply can't live without. Electricity, Wi-Fi, or the coffee maker. Coffee, after all, powers the people. Whereas a secure Wi-Fi network? It's what connects your small business to the things that power it. Suppliers, employees, and customers. We get that if your network isn't running, your business isn't either. Using Cisco designed for small business, the experts at CDW can orchestrate a flexible, secure network to keep your small business reliably connected. Coffee? Now that's on you. Find out more at cdw.com slash cisco small business. Yeah. Let's hear the next call. Hey, Matt. How's it going? I'm a 22-year-old military veteran, and uh, I just had a question for you. Is it normal for everyone in their young 20s to just have this, like, lost, desperate feeling like I should be doing something yes. with my life, but I'm not? I mean, I work a dead-end job, going to school, all that noise, but it's like, is this lost, <laughs> desperation feeling normal for everyone, or is it just something I need to go see somebody about? Thanks, man. Make me laugh often. And uh, sorry about that whole shovel fighter thing. <laughs> hey, you won fair and square. Uh, you hit me upside the head and I went down fast. Um, hey, man, thank you first off for uh, for your service. And uh, and thanks for calling in. And thanks for being very real with your, with your question. In my mind, I feel like it is extremely common. I felt the same way. I mostly hit it. A little harder in my mid twenties, which is still totally natural, and late twenties, it it, it it grows as you do, man. Yeah, that feeling that you're not doing enough. He's already accomplished something. He's by already the way. yes, you've already accomplished something, and you're and you're like you said, you're in school and you're working a dead end job. You're supposed to. Yeah, you're 22. 22. <laughs> you're supposed to. That's when yeah. you're supposed to have a job. You actually job. sound a lot older than 20. You sound world weary already. He absolutely does. He There's sent- a band out there called the Smiths. I know they're a little, <laughs> they're a little ahead of your time, but I I'm want sure you to, he has an encyclopedic yourself, knowledge by reading their Wikipedia entry once. I'm yeah. sure he could like cite yeah. things. You're not. Anyways, you're not. He, uh, they're not going to cure you, but they'll. You're, you'll realize you're not alone. You, he would mention, be like, they're not exactly my my bag. I'm more into Chopin these days. Like, yeah. what's, okay. Because sure. you can't listen to them in the military. You know, you, no. you can't be like marching. I've been looking for a job and then <laughs> I, I found, found a job. Heaven knows I'm miserable. Sensitive Northern England. The Smith's cadence. The Smith's cadence. You know, the Smith's drill instructor. People share. Your, take that to Second City. Take that city. Second City. <laughs> P, the P, listen, I went looking for a job, and then I found a job. I would say the Manchester Lads Club Commandos could march to that. That's Dana just laughed so hard he took his headphones off. I, <laughs> <laughs> Manchester Lads Club's Commandos, oh we turn and run, we turn and run. Pleasure um, and goons run, Manchester Turn schools. and run, <laughs> run away. 
Uh, I just love that. You know, the Smiths were named after Dr. Smith on Lost in Space. I did not know that. Because uh, Morrissey loved how he ran from danger at all times. (laughs) I can't imagine. At all times. The velour V-neck budget of that show was through the roof. (laughs) Do you know Rich Fulcher's uh, Dr. Smith in prison thing? No. (laughs) I'm going to fuck up the impression, but... We're never going to get out of here. Stop raping me, please. <laughs> so terrible. And I'm not making fun of male-on-male rape. It's so But it, it, like, it caught me so hard when he did it. I, I like that it goes to the, the hard candy center of the... It's like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's Dr. Smith. Please stop raping me, please. You know, I met it's him. So brutal. I met him. He could The guy have, that played Dr. Smith? Yeah, John, his name was Jonathan Harris, and I met him at a celebrity autograph show when he was alive, obviously, mm-hmm. years ago, when they were announcing the new movie with William Hurt and Gary Oldman. And oh, I right. did say to him, uh, I have to touch your hand because I have to do the impression fully. I go, Are you going to be in the movie? And he goes, They offered me a cameo. <laughs> a cameo. <laughs> and then I swear to God, I swear to Christ, he went, not this chicken, sister. Wow. <laughs> you saying not this chicken, si- like calling like, you sister? Like, no, like I'm not going to do a cameo. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, not yeah. this chicken, sister. No, not, not, not calling himself yeah. a chicken, sister. Yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry. And I should have. That's I, amazing. The, it wasn't a phrase at the time, but I only wish I had a time machine so I could have gone forward, then come back and gone, yes, bish. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh. I love it. We've been through this. The confirmed bachelor, the ascot-wearing yeah. gay man of yeah, the 50s. People in the 70s, uh, from the 50s so and the much. 70s, they just wore ascot. Uh, well, and just the rich gay guy that's just, that hates everyone, because yeah. of course you would. Yeah. Like, I can't be myself in public. Paul Lynn was a mean drunk. Oh, really? You don't say. <laughs> uh, okay, but back, back, to our, back to our buddy here. Um, I feel like it's completely natural, but if it is driving you insane, you seem a pragmatic dude to the point where... You're, you have the manner of a relaxed father of three. Yeah, for 22. Jesus. I, I was such more of a nut job at that age when I would talk to people, and, and he doesn't seem to have any guile or ego. I, I would, I would if, 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 it's, if it's really driving you crazy, definitely see someone, because it's always, I always say, yeah. therapy is just someone you can say anything you want to. And we don't have people like that in, in, your, in our lives. You have to pay yeah. them. I can't say anything I want to my wife. I, I'd be fucking thrown out of my ass. Yeah, I sure, yeah. Every weird fucked up thought that comes in my head, I yeah. can't. You, you need someone to just throw shit at, to yeah. barf all your feelings out, just to kind of reconstitute yeah. yourself. But that said... If I could you, kill all the kids with a hammer in 10 minutes. Hmm. I, I mean, I wouldn't, okay. but I could. It's and a weird thing. how does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah. Uh, just knowing if, I have that potential if, gives me strength. <laughs> Ooh, ice cream. And that's the next thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it, you know, but, it, but just ha- take a deep breath and recognize that it is extremely common. And if that gets you through, then that gets you through. Because it's just, you're, you're 22, you have, ins- you're, you're a 22-year-old guy. You have hormones that are driving you fucking insane. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, and you're when did at you that get- age as at a boy, at a man, you must you're have a been wild in the mili- animal. You must have joined the military at a very young age. Like probably right out eighteen, of high school, probably 18. right at the age he yeah. could have. If you so, you, let's say you did a three year hitch or two year hitch. Mm-hmm. If you saw action, you could be experiencing PTSD. That's quite possible. Yeah, uh, there's there's also that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, if I could give myself advice at tw- if I could go back and give my twenty two year old self advice, uh, I would I would say uh, to just lighten up on yourself. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> Just got, go easy on yourself. You got so much time. Yeah. There's nothing that needs to happen right now, right now. Yeah. You're doing everything you need to do. If there's something you want to do that, that'll, like, you, that your heart goes to, 
fuck with that. You know, you yeah. want to draw, you want to sing, you anything you want to do. It's it's all on you, but don't just don't beat yourself up because that doesn't help anyone. Yeah, least of all yourself. Mm-hmm. That's but, all true. Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining his extremely clean, cool-looking apartment right now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like everything's like the tight. He's bed drinking sheet. like a cool vodka. Yeah, he's like a, and yeah. he's only gonna have one. Yeah, you know his apart. I imagine his apartment looks like Dan Tan is in Vegas. Where his cars, <laughs> he parks his car in the apartment. Yes, exactly. He slides on a fire pole down mm-hmm. to the down yeah. to the rumpus room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> George Papard's coming over soon. He's casually solving the Sunday crossword puzzle in New York Times, <laughs> which is impossible. Yes, <laughs> and yeah, and for some reason, a gorgeous woman is his personal secretary. Of course, of course. Hello, yes. Denise. <laughs> we both know why it wouldn't work. And then he walks <laughs> in the next room, and she sheds one tear. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was I, I, have to, I was uh, talking to this lovely uh, uh, older uh, lady, old lady. Mm-hmm. She was an old lady. Okay. At the vets last night. Right. I was with my daughter and our dog. Dog's fine. Yes. Okay. But, good. Uh, uh, turn out the lady, Connie Stevens. Who was that? Connie Stevens was like a 50s, 60s, 70s bombshell. I'll show you her picture and you absolutely oh, know like her. Like the name makes Yeah, you absolutely know her. And I was like, oh yeah, my God, you are Connie Stevens. That's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. And it was just like, she was like, she's been in a hundred movies kissing James Garner. Oh, fantastic. You know? And uh, and uh, now she's just hanging out at the vets. I, oh, we get there in that that sort of the mid-century Hefner fantasy life. Is how ah, we, right. How I got to that. Um, yeah, I'm going to show you. This is great podcasting. No, it's fine. Um, uh, I'm going to show a picture of Connie Stevens and go, oh, yeah, of course. I just love that uh, Like, there's probably you know a couple thousand people who are like, Connie Steve, of yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I remember her. Yeah, and she's very sweet. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. That's one thing I really love about L.A. is you'll just be sitting somewhere and someone will walk in and you'll be like, holy shit. You know, it's that person from like something only you might remember. Yeah, of course. My favorite was uh, my buddy Mickey was in an audition with, um, yep. Uh, with a uh, bunch of other dudes, and uh, just Dennis Hopper strolls in with a coffee, and yeah. it's half the room is half uh, half the guys half, get up and leave. <laughs> no, it's all it's all half guys in their early thirties, and then half women in their twenties. They're yeah, going for uh, two different auditions. Oh, I Dennis see. Hopper just wanders in. I don't know why even why he's in there, and he starts kind of chatting up a couple ladies, like just just hey, yeah. how are you? How you blah blah blah. How you doing? And then he just sits down next to Mickey, and Mickey goes, "Hey, no offense, man, I think you're a little old for this role." And Dennis Hopper just fell out laughing. Oh, so good hard. for him! Yeah. And Dennis goes, "Hey, I'm Dennis," and Mickey goes, "No shit." <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You know, you just say you just was like like all right, uh, you nice one, brother. Hey, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Just, oh, that's the best. So I, I I like the randomness of people that just they haven't let this town necessarily completely stomp them and crush them down. No, 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 around. yeah, yeah. I, know? Bruce Campbell is like that. Bruce Campbell yeah. is the greatest. Mm-hmm. Good dude. Yeah, solid citizen. Hey, Matt. Um, my name is Josh. I have a question. If I cut my foot off, where would I feel the pain? <laughs> yes. It's really bothering me. You know, um, I, 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 I want to know, like, where would I feel the pain? Thank you. Thank you. Don't cut your foot off. <laughs> Fuck. See, this is like, look, I love. Is another trash can yeah. That's so, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, we had someone call in and was like, hey, man, where do you throw away a trash can? Like, wow. Oh, like, that's that's a, you were dead serious. 
Yeah, George serious. George Carlin's house. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that is a George Carlin joke for sure. <laughs> no, it is. It is. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. You ever try to throw away an old trash can? You can't do it, man. They keep leaving it on the sidewalk. <laughs> cocaine, cocaine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as George Carlin said, I knew I was taking too much drugs when I realized I was washing my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Four in the morning, and I was out oh. front washing my lawn. You fucking like you watch some of his like sets, like unofficial, where he's just on yeah, some show. He's just goofing just, like, off. Dude, you're just going a mile a minute, and you're like, yeah. oh god. Oh yeah, there's a very famous midnight special. Set yes, of him that's exactly with sunglasses with about. his sunglasses on. We're just like, stop, stop, <laughs> stop taking cocaine, please, please, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where, or that, like that Richard Pryor interview where he he's chain smoking so hard it's like he he wants his cigarette to be smoking another cigarette while he's smoking yeah, that cigarette and he, and he accuses Gene Wilder being gay that yes exactly yeah Gene he likes a little boy too <laughs> hey man what do you think it's gonna be like when your dad's dead <laughs> huh wait slow down hold on please Mr. Pryor <laughs> who invented Tupperware why are clouds that shape <laughs> okay so where you where would you feel the pain your ankle well right. also in your shoe closet. Am I right? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I think you'd. I, I think it would refer up to around your knee, maybe yeah. because your body would shut all those nerve endings down, and then it would refer up. Wow, that's where you'd feel the pain. If I understood your mm-hmm. question, yep. He did. He did sound. He was Irish. I think he was Irish or, or West Indian. That's what I. Yes, really. Our our Caribbean expert here, Amanda. That's what I thought. Yeah. Well, if you believe those people are real, I guess. Hey, they are. <laughs> What are you talking about? Leprechauns here. Um, <laughs> Leprechauns. But, but, are you sure? Yeah. yeah, I don't think... I wonder if he was asking about ghost nerves. If he would still, like... Yeah. The, the, his, his foot would still... I don't know. I've never lost an appendage. And yeah, I love hope, that. Hope to never know, but... Uh, There's a weird... Uh, the, the, the ultimate expression of ghost nerves. This is... is twins, where one does not make it out of the womb. Okay. Who feel a constant missing presence in their life. That's a real thing? Mm-hmm. Wow. Most famous example, Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley came out like a double-weight baby, and his... It's true. He came out huge, and yeah. his... And, twin, and, and, and oddly ended the his, same way. His twin... Exactly. <laughs> in and out. Uh, his, his twin brother withered and dead. Like, very... So it, it was that thing where he was not only hogging all the food out here. Near the, <laughs> like, not to do a bad joke, but like... You know, it's like, that would kind of... I think screw with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only yeah. a missing presence, but you're like, oh, why did I eat everything? You know? Well, my uh, my my better half is uh, an identical twin, and oh. uh, she has also has identical twins, and uh, 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 she and her sister were just uh, photographed by this guy that is was a twin in utero, only was the only one uh, born, and uh, has this sort of missing thing all of his life, and has been trying to uh, uh, sort of identify and put his finger on this uh, thing all of his life. Yeah, it's really amazing. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So I think you would also, well, obviously you'd cut your own foot off. You would, boy, you'd sure as hell miss your foot. Yeah. But I would think you would have that. that. But but man, gags aplenty. (laughs) Yeah. Right, you are a, a whole new work of a, a whole new world of what I can only describe as turbo pranks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was it? Was it the uh, was it was it Pete Seeger that did Big Rock Candy Mountain, the hobo song? Yeah, that's well, I, I it might have been like 
Yeah, but it was yeah, like probably written on a, a, yeah, on a train. It, yeah, it's written from like the like, early 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 twentieth century. The, the with the lemonade springs and the cigarette trees. <laughs> led, and yeah, all the all the Burl all, Ives sang it too. In Burl the Ives, yeah, all the, all the cops have wooden legs and that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's what it makes me think that's of. Right. Just, just cops constantly falling down. That's in one of my favorite movies. Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. They just had it in an episode of uh, Better Call Saul. Oh, too. Okay, that's that's like, and that was, well, that was the first time I listened to all the lyrics where I was like, cigarette trees, what? And yeah. I was like, all right, it's a hobo song. Big Rock Candy Mountain. Mountain. Yeah. Well, and, uh, in Boston, uh, the uh, one of the popular pranks of the Harvard Medical School was they would take a cadaver's arm and then go put a put a I dollar. I had to pause in it before I took a sip of my drink. And then go through the toll booth when they had toll booths. They don't have toll booths anymore. And they would extend the arm with the dollar, and then they would just drive on and leave the arm. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. And someone's just there with an arm. Yeah, and then so yeah, well, and, uh, yeah, told Booth Warrior was like, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've probably seen worse. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. This Thanks. again. Thanks. Fuck. Yeah. Right. Oh, Jesus, that's brutal. Yeah. And that's us. Thank you for coming on the oh, show, man, Dana. Could, I know? feel like it helps so many more people. I hope come on. <laughs> you help people every day. You uh have a show coming out very soon. You've I got do. Some, you got some high quality guest stars on there. I Let do. Let me just throw that out. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, uh, Ma- uh, Mike Brongman is on. Uh, not, uh, sta- uh, yes. Dana. <laughs> you hear me softly crying. <laughs> Stand Against Evil uh, premieres uh, on Halloween night on IFC, and uh, among uh, the many guests this third season, uh, young Matt Bronger. Yep, I'm going. I'm uh, going to be on there. Super I funny. Had a had a great time in an abandoned hospital in uh, the woods of Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> I had a nickel for the amount of times I've said that. Yeah, <laughs> but it was that was like one of the most fun weeks I've had just that shooting on something because it was just so like. Yeah, you and Maria Bamford are in the same episode. Yes, and uh, we also have Christopher Mintz Plus. David Koechner, uh, Eddie Pepitone. Mm-hmm. We have a we have a, a murderer's row. Mm-hmm. Of, of, I, uh, I, almost, I almost said the Winklevoss twins. <laughs> the Winklevoss no, twins those are the guys will be who there? claim to. Uh, yeah. What are the twins? They, the, they, they created Bitcoin. The, the, yeah. the, the Pubel twins. The Pubel twins. Yeah, the Pubel twins. Yes. Um, How odd that I'm dating a twin and there are twins in my show this you, year. You get, think there might be a connection. I think you have a platonic twin thing, which is a way better <laughs> thing than a typical male thing. Uh, if you want to call in and be on the show, call uh, 323-763-0228. That's 323-763-0228. Our uh, Patreon, Patreon Patty is at advice from a dipshit if you want to throw us some dough to keep it rolling. Uh, we need more people to get on Spotify and you can help us get there. Be on the team. Join the Madfords Lads Club of Commandos. Um, <laughs> our social media is at Advice from a Dipshit. On Facebook, it's at Dipshit Advice. On Twitter, our theme song is by Ben Wise. Please subscribe and write a fun review. Um, you know, if you don't like the show, forget us forever. But if you love the show, just give us, you know, five stars or whatever it is, because that helps our boo boo boo, all that jazz. Uh, and, and I appreciate you guys coming along. Uh, for the ride, any shows coming up you'd like to plug? This will come I'm out performing probably... with you tonight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this won't come out today, Dana. This is uh, it's 2017. Uh, November, uh, November 5th, I will be at the Norwood Theater in Norwood, Massachusetts. Perfect. Come perfect. This this should come Did out. Did I say uh, November 5th? Yes. October 5th. That's not. <laughs> I'm not good at this. Is it October 5th? October 5th. This this is coming out probably mid October, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So then no, nothing. Well, go to Dana Gold. Go to, yeah, I'm touring. I'll be around. 
I've got a whole tour in November, December. I'm Great. all over the goddamn so place. DanaGould.com? DanaGould.com. There you go. Yep. For, for, for all your scary, hilarious needs. <laughs> That's exactly Perfect. right. Thanks for joining us, man. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Fronger. <laughs>